Hello, everyone, and welcome into the State 48 podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Matthews, bringing you all things AZ. And today on the show, we have Miss Rizzo. Now, if you've been into our stores online for years, you have literally been the face of State 48 in all of our campaigns. And I mean, look at you. You're just so beautiful. Why not? Give me some insight into um, how you guys came together first and foremost and when you met State 48 and how that relationship developed. So I've been modeling for State 48 for like six years now, which is crazy to yeah. think about that it's been that long. But I originally met Mike through a mutual friend at a son's game. And then one day he asked me to model for them. And this is when they were in the smaller um, I think yes. next door in the smaller studio mm -hmm. or um, warehouse, whatever. And uh, yeah, we did a full on photo shoot. And then since then, it's just been like a recurrent thing. And then when they asked me to be in the storefront of the Gilbert opening, it was like such a dream, you know, yeah. <laughs> like such a cool thing to just be a part of the community in that way. Are so, you born and raised here? Born and raised native. Wow. Yeah. So that connection is perfect for you. It all fits in. But first, before we get more in depth with you and all that you do, we're going to play a quick little game. Okay. I love games. So it's like follow, <laughs> not follow, finish, finish the sentence essentially. Okay. Favorite brunch spot in AZ is... Montauk. You say it like, every, like I know. I've never been there, damn it. <laughs> Wait, have you been there? No. Okay, Montauk. Yeah, like it's right in the heart of Scottsdale. I just think it's like a solid what makes spot. It so cool? I, I feel like I've probably seen an IG reel that you've made or something. Yeah. But like, I just think it's like centrally located in the heart of Scottsdale. It's like five minutes walking distance from my house. They have live music, good food, and good vibes. So, Fun. What's your favorite uh, dish there? Ooh, I think I'm pretty solid with just like avocado toast. That's it, girl. I know. You're gonna go all <laughs> You can make that at home. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, I'll let you slide on that one. I was like French toast, chicken and waffles. I try not to eat out like that. I don't, you know, no. usually try to stay a little on the healthier side. Dang, man, I'm probably not the best French day for you. <laughs> the best place I've traveled to is. No, that's probably hard for you. That's the most tough question ever. But if I had to say something super quick, let's say um, New Zealand. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. What was that like? Everything you could imagine. It has the beach. It has adventure. It has the mountains, um, waterfalls, everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm dying to go. When did you go? I went in the summer. I've been twice, but okay. both times in the summer. And that's the best time that you can go because you get to enjoy all the outdoor stuff. Fun. Okay. I can't wait to talk about all your travels. Like <laughs> insane. We'll get into that. A quote I live by is um, just say yes and figure it out after. <laughs> I love that one. Is that the Tina Fey? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, kind of like, you know, if you jump, a net will appear. Mm -hmm. So, how to live life. My favorite part of what I do is I think it is being able to just see the world from like just everywhere like I get to enjoy so many different cultures around the world and it's like we're all kind of doing the same thing so it's really neat to like dive into other people's cultures I love that I want people to remember me for that's a deep one Oof. cue the tears uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh being adventurous like just never being fearless I mean just being fearless sorry yeah. and just saying yes to like everything <laughs> I, that's literally what I when I go to your Instagram page it's just like breathtaking the adventures the photography it's just so beautiful and just it, you just feel honestly the adventure 
come out at you. You're, I want to be where you are. I want to go visit what you've, you know, where you've been. So let's get into that. How, um, did you kind of create now who you are, your branding and tie in obviously what's a huge passion of yours, which is traveling. Yeah. And it's funny you say like passion, that's truly how it started. I feel like it was a passion project that it was truly something I was just doing because I loved to do it. You know, I started traveling internationally almost 10 years ago, exactly. And I was 21. And uh, I just had this crazy feeling to just pick up and go to Thailand. And that was you know, okay, Mexico was my first country, but being in Arizona, that's very easy for Mm -hmm. us to go to. So it was just my first like real country. And we, you know, had no plan. It was before like social media was even social media. So it wasn't like we had inspiration from photos or videos. It was just like, let's go to Thailand. I've heard the water's great. And me and a friend just picked up and went and that trip literally changed like my life. Like, you know, they say you get like the travel bug. Yes. That's where I got the yes. travel bug. Wow. So it started as a passion project and then I've been able to turn it into monetization and just truly living and going to these places that I want to go and like mm-hmm. want to show other people like how to do that too. So did you just start documenting and like sharing your photos and then kind of how did it just pick up steam from there? Yeah, so it started with Instagram. Obviously, Facebook too was around, but Instagram was just kind of like starting out in that sense. So I carelessly posted what I was doing, just, you know, not to the extent of like what it is today, but I would just take a picture, post it, you know, casually. And then over the time, I picked up a camera and picked up a better camera and then more lenses and a drone and started getting into like my own editing and videography and just flying the drone and all that stuff. So you kind of just enhance those skills as you're out on the road. And Mm -hmm. it'd be, it's so fun because it's like, I feel like it would be a crime not to capture these places I'm going to because it's so unreal with my own eyes that I try to like really capture the way I see it and then bring it back for people right. to see it that way too. So how many countries have you been to now? So I, Stamps do you have on your passport? <laughs> um, I just hit 68 wow. countries. And like one of my biggest, like one of the best things I say is like I've already been through an entire passport. So I'm on my wow. second one, which is so cool. And I like never, I just want to like keep that passport with yes. me all the time because it's yes. so colorful and Full pretty. Of so, yeah, so many memories. Do you have like a goal to hit? Like how many you want to hit? I've never like wanted to like necessarily say like I need to go to every country, but I think in the long term, like longer goal is that I do want to visit almost every country if possible. Yeah. yeah. When you're on a roll, girl. Dang. Yeah. I, I try to do off the map stuff now. So okay. I've done a lot of the main countries, you know, Greece, Italy, Spain. Um, but I really try to go for things that are, people are afraid of or that have this like bad image of. Mm. Um, so I've been, um, I just got back from Sri Lanka, which I feel like was really cool because I, even before I went, I had no idea what to expect before mm-hmm. going you know my one of my creative friends planned it and he's super type a so <laughs> it's nice to like yes. show up to some, like something that's planned already when you're not planning it so mm-hmm. i really didn't do too much research or anything crazy when i arrived i just had no idea that it was like the like my favorite region in the world is southeast asia so it was such a like magical thing to experience and just see it and no one knows where it's at And it's so far. It's like completely on the opposite side of the world. So how many days did you spend there? We were there almost three weeks, which you kind of need when you go that far. Yeah. (laughs) And there's still so much to do. Like, you know, when you are that far, 
and you just want to be able to do as much as you can. And so I could have easily stayed another week. Wow. Yeah. So do you work with now at the level that you're at, do you work with like a company that helps kind of, you know, create your experience with that country or is it just all you doing the planning, the mapping out? Like you said, having that kind of plan by your friend was helpful, but is that something you usually do on your own? I think everything is situational, just like, you know, with creators in general, every brand deal is going to be situational. It's going to look different from the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, So especially when it comes to travel, because it's such a non-traditional space of a job that you kind of just create, you know, the last few years we've just been creating our own way. And so what that looks like to me is working with tourism boards, um, working with different hotels, working with maybe an airline or just whatever like brand that you can you know, yeah, that you can leverage and get a deal out of it. So, um, for example, Sri Lanka was a few Airbnbs were lined up with the host. So that, and that's reaching out directly to the Airbnb host. So everything looks different and, uh, yeah. (laughs) Wow. So you're talking about going to these like off the grid, maybe somewhat dangerous places what people might consider. Yeah. What is it like when you plan those trips solo? And what kind of, you know, hesitation did you have? Because I feel like, especially as a female, it's always like, oh, don't travel alone, buddy system. And like, what have you found in your travels to not only like empower you to be in these positions so far away from what you would consider a home base here in Arizona, but, you know, what has been your discovery through that? I feel the most free when I'm solo traveling, doesn't matter where it's at. I, it's been such a liberating thing as a human. Um, So I've really like true personal growth for me um, in traveling alone. And then of course other travels with people help that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just shows you that you're like really capable of like anything mm-hmm. and you shouldn't just be afraid because the media told you to, or somebody told you it was unsafe um, or not to go there. And then when you do get there and it's not what you would even expect and it's, you know, very welcoming or the people are very friendly and stuff. It's, it makes it that much more enjoyable to come back and like be able to tell people that it's okay. It's it's like okay to do that. And it's okay to do it by yourself. And you just grow so much as a person when you're able to like navigate through another country alone, you know? So true. I did try. I did a huge Euro trip, Euro trip after (laughs) graduating with a bunch of friends. There was like five of us, but I will say, you know, most of us being female as well, but we were in situations that I think back, to now like oh my gosh like we did that we literally you know got off a train in switzerland and had paper like written down like (laughs) follow the roundabout and at the third tree make a left like trying to find our hostel yeah in you know the swiss alps at night walking and i'm like that's i wouldn't even do that here right you know what i mean but you're put into these positions where we're so used to and we're tied to our iphones and directions kind of everything just laid out planned for us where you really see yourself stretching and, you know, trusting in yourself and, and all of those elements when you're put into something like that. And you're like, wow, I'm like, I'm still blown away by some of the things that we did in Europe. Totally right. And I'm like, I would probably never do here. But it's something that I've like taken away from that when people always ask me like, what are tips for traveling alone? And it's like, even as a female, well, you're, all your senses become heightened. So, mm-hmm. and it's about not really standing out. It's about like standing in, you know, not wearing jewelry and not having the most makeup on or anything that's going to make you not look like a normal, like, you know, person that lives there. Mm-hmm. So, and I just think, you know, you don't go out at night. You don't walk by yourself in alleys. It's like pretty simple. You know, yeah. if you, you know, there's times I've 
left maybe like a dinner that just happened to go in into like you know nighttime and if I see a group of people I'll walk with them and I'll just walk with them until I can get to a taxi or like I just I don't put myself in a position where it's going to going to be a problem yeah you know it's like you said like the media you know news even family members will like heighten yeah you know the fear factor and I feel like that. they're the worst because they really do care about you yeah and they just don't know what I'll, they don't know <laughs> I'll never forget it was the worst thing I grew up very like strict family parents so the fact that I was like I'm going to Europe yeah. like I'm doing me kind of thing um there was a lot of fear around that from my very traditional Hispanic family. But the movie Taken yeah, that ruined literally it. <laughs> came out that year. And I yeah. was like sitting in the theater like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, it ruined you know. it for a lot of people. Like <laughs> even that one Hostel movie. Yes. It scared so many people out of hostels. And I've had some I of the most hostels. incredible memories in a hostel. But I do. In the like back, back <laughs> yeah, of my head, yeah. I'm like, wait, is this person going to kill me? In my right. <laughs> but no, it's true. These hostels and experiences like completely different from what mainstream media and, and people try it, to yeah. paint the picture to be. So I was going to ask you your top tips for traveling solo. But like, what does it look like? Okay, so if you let's pick a random country. Give me a country. Portugal. Portugal. <laughs> so we're going to Portugal. What is like your step-by-step -step once you decide on the country or how do you even decide on the country? Maybe we start there and step-by-step -step of until you, you get there. What's kind of like, what goes into that process of content planning yeah. and all of that? I think um, obviously you pick a country you want to go to, whatever that, like I usually go to places now that I feel like kind of called to, like drawn to. Okay. Um, or if it's just a group decision, like, hey, we're going here. So it's like set. Um, or a job. Have you ever just like pointed on the map? Yeah. Yeah, I have. I've shifted before for sure That's where it's fun. just like, you. or we got back from a trip. We, I think we were like in St. Thomas and then we landed and we're like, let's go to Mexico city. So we like oh, just went to so Mexico fun. city, like super randomly. Yeah. Um, but I think as far as like, once you know your location that you want to go to, then of course the first thing is flights, figure out a flight and what that looks like, you know, based off, I always try to pick the best flight that is going to get me there, like maybe in the morning so that I have all day to like get to and from the airport, mm -hmm. get situated, maybe take a nap and then, you know, try to adjust to where you're at. Um, but like leading up to it, I will go nowadays when <laughs> things to Instagram and yeah. stuff. I already have sometimes ideas of where I want to go, but I'll go and map it out and put in like exactly into Instagram what that looks like, because I feel like it really shows you um, lifetime of what it looks like. It's like real life. It's not Google photos where it's just like right. this beautiful photo. Like, you know, you can go and see everyday people's photos that aren't edited and aren't altered in any way. And it's just like, okay, this, this is where I want to go. Or maybe it's not where I want to go. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of do the logistics of it. Like, how do I get from A to B? Do I, am I taking a train? Am I taking a car? And so I feel like that, I don't know, maybe I, so I'm, much. yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> it is. But, um, my favorite thing I will say is I'm not type A by any means. Mm -hmm. So, and that's like, that's hard for a lot of people to just go to a foreign country and not have a plan, but I've found the best experiences to be, just showing up and then like, you know, starting with that one hotel and then wherever the wind takes you wow. is like, you kind of end up somewhere different and, or you like, you meet someone and then you end up in another country or something <laughs> like that. And those have been truly some of my most like incredible memories. Do you meet a lot of other solo travelers when you're out and about? Like, how do you guys yeah. find each other? I feel other, like it's like a known thing. Yeah. It's like an underground rule. It's like, right? You're like, like, like a sign yeah. that you guys... <laughs> no, I swear. And you know, I feel like that's people's biggest fear when it comes to um, solo travel is like 
being alone. Like some people just don't know how to be alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're never alone. Like one, you're surrounded by so many people in general. And then solo travelers just recognize other solo travelers, yeah. but also groups. Like they're more inclined to talk to you. And like, because you're alone and you're not in your like bubble, you're not in your, your click or whatever that looks like. So they're like, oh, you're, they can tell you're alone and they just will yeah. spark a conversation with you. Um, have you ever done couch surfing? No, but I'm very familiar with it. And I've had friends who still, do. Is it still? I, I think so, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> that kind of sketched me out. I'm not going to lie. We were going to do it in Italy. Yeah. No, I think I the good news is there's so many reviews. So I think it's kind of like yeah. just really doing your research. But I've officially never done that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Got to add that to the list. Add that? Come on. You've been to 60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of cool in the sense of like that community feel, mm-hmm. right? That. That person knows you need a place to stay, you know, you want more of like, it sounds like, and I would guarantee you're the traveler that's not like booking the five-star hotel all the time and like, you know, getting an outsider's perspective, but you like to be cultured yeah, yeah. cultured and with the people and really get to know where you're at. Um, where that's like, obviously like, boom, you're in someone's home in another country, right. sleeping on their couch. Doing it the local way. The very local way. Yeah. Do you tend to do that typically or I, it just depends on yeah. the... It totally depends, but I like to have some type of interaction Mm -hmm. at least once. But I mean, of course, you're getting that throughout the entire trip. But um, just like when we were in Italy a couple months ago, like six months ago, and we got to totally go into like a local Italian family's health in the south of Italy. Mm -hmm. And we made, um, I can't think of the bread we made, but we made bread together. We made food together. We drank their wine that they make like right in their house. And it was, and and the funny thing is, it's like, they didn't speak any English, any crazy. And so it was like, we were just, you know, doing these things that we do to connect with people, eating music, drinking, um, laughter. And it was like, we were bonding with this real family and, total language barrier yeah <laughs> so. you probably still felt so so welcome it was just such a such a sweet experience to have and to... your family's from italy right mm-hmm. my um dad's side was is from sicily okay and then my mom was born in portugal okay yeah. do you speak any of the some you don't speak italian i'm assuming if you can speak to speak the family <laughs> <laughs> i don't but i i can pretty much understand portuguese and then kind of speak spanish okay yeah well i'm I hope you can pick up yeah. some languages after all oh, of this. Oh, for I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Oh my. When you're describing your travels, you're saying a lot of like we. So do you have oh. like a traveling, you know, buddy system? But when you don't obviously travel solo, do you have like a group of friends that you always call or down to travel with you? Do you have like a content team? Give me like a little bit behind the scenes here. So yeah, it could look like something different each trip. But I do have a content team that I love traveling with just because we're all completely like-minded and it's just so easy to go together we all have a similar not obviously the same vision but we all have the same idea of what we're going to shoot and then it just comes from different lenses so it's really cool to like swap all that at the end or just Mm -hmm. receive photos back of you in three different angles and just how that photographer sees it so I love traveling with them because it's super easy, but I do travel with my cousin a lot or some girlfriends a lot, but I feel like the more and more trips you do, you start to realize who you, who and (laughs) who you can travel with and who you'd like to travel with. That is so true. Yeah. They say like, you can really get to know someone when you're traveling. It's like make or break. Yeah. (laughs) Have you had situations where you're like, oh, hell no. (laughs) Like I am here in, name it. Not really. Like not in a, so bad where I was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. But I, there, 
trips have not happened again since it just because we have different styles yeah Yeah. maybe i'm like too adventurous and (laughs) you're just too much (laughs) yeah i'm just way too much fun (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) who would like to travel with you come on (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) for for you and these travels so are they other content creators are they like strictly photographers videographers because i see your content and i'm like okay one she's not alone who's taking this photo when i try to take any like photo of myself because like anyone that i travel with just most of the time they're not skilled in any right. photography so I'm like I get those janky photos back where you have like literally breathtaking content truly I feel like that was the number one question people were just so curious like who's taking my photos for like the last 10 years yes. it's like people's question like who are you with who's taking your photos it's, I'm like, I, I, oh, I literally always look at people's Instagram and wonder that and like who's taking this photo like it is so insane and like in the moment and real yeah how are you capturing that so it started, if I am alone, it's you become best friends with a tripod yeah. and you just have to, you know, you have to take that everywhere on hikes and anything you can do because you're going to get the best quality with a tripod. Mm-hmm. But there's so many times that I've stopped strangers and asked them to take a photo and I'll review it. And if I don't like it, I'll ask the next person that walks by. Are you or like, they're going to steal your phone? You know, I've, you know, <laughs> of course that's like a thought that runs through your head, but you, That happened know. to my friend on the Eiffel Tower. Really? Yes. She... We were taking a photo and then all of a sudden someone was like, oh, I'll take a photo for you. And we had the pouches too. Like we look oh, like no. total travelers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how they knew. <laughs> she's like, I'll take your photo. And she's like, oh no, I'm good. Cause we were afraid someone yeah. would jack our iPhone. So this person like accidentally bumped into her, this other person. Right. And then she turned around was like, oh, excuse me, whatever. They literally were so swift with it. Took her phone, came back around to take our picture. She did. Went, reached for her phone and it was gone. Wow. That quick because they had a distractor and they had someone come and we were literally like going in circles, running around the Eiffel Tower. Trying to find it. (laughs) And it's a good story now. I mean, now it's a great story, but we lost tons of pictures. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's always a fear, of course. Um, And I hear that in so many countries, like, you know, in Rio, like they're, they steal phones a lot and it's never happened to me, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I know it does happen. So again, you just kind of, kind of be mindful or like, I don't know. I guess it's like picking your crowd for yeah. sure. Like, yeah. You I'll tell the Eiffel Tower asking for it. Yeah. And I'll always ask first. I'm like, do you want me to take a photo of you? And then I'll be like, can you take a photo of me? Yeah. And okay. so it's like a little, you know, truce. Yeah. Now uh, with your photographers, with your skilled people, yeah. like, how do you guys plan that out? So that's where it's become super fun. The last three trips we've been on together, it's just like, you know, we started in the Faroe Islands. There's a group, there's four of us. And we started in the Faroe Islands. And that was the first time we'd all traveled together. Um, and it was just so incredible. It's just so nice to just roll around with like-minded people. And it's like, you know, oh, we see something cool. Stop the car. Like, stop the car. Stop the car. Like yeah. 10 times on one in through one destination, you know, and no one's upset about it. And like, we all jump out and pull out our cameras or mm-hmm. we're all hanging out of the car, or the window. And it's just so it's nice to like have people like that with you right. on a trip. And then, like I said, when you go to swap content it's just you get the same background from three different angles and it's Mm -hmm. so cool to see other people's art or like how they see it and then it's just pictures of you (laughs) or a video of you that's very true because if you're traveling with someone who you know doesn't have that maybe creative mindset Mm -hmm. or content creator background anything of that they might just get annoyed they do like (laughs) like it makes you struggle in trying to you know make sure that they're content they're happy Mm -hmm. but also knowing like you have essentially work to do right yeah and that's how I 
a few of my like trips that I've done with brands and I bring a friend that's not in that creative space like that and I'm working. So, you know, you have a little bit more stress on your on your shoulders of yeah. creating this content that you want to give them so that they're happy. I'm happy because I have to post it. And then, like you said, you're trying to keep this other person happy and make sure they get a little bit of content too or whatever they want, but they still just don't see it as a job because it's like, oh, we're in Mexico. We're having fun. We're on a boat. But it's yeah. like, yeah, we're doing all these things. But why do you think we're doing Why do you think things? we're here? <laughs> yeah. yeah so. Gotta get the post. And then you start to realize again, like who can handle that and yeah. who can like roll with you in that situation for you having passion I think it's incredible that you've turned obviously passion into what you do day to day what you can monetize what you're living off of which is incredible how do you also still balance being present in moments right because yeah. I think all it's you don't have to be a content creator you don't have to be a photographer I mean it's just we all have a phone in our hand yeah right and we are seeing these amazing places or maybe we're just in a moment with family and it's so easy to put that you know shift your mind in that moment of oh my god I need to take a picture I need to capture this or this would be a great reel or whatever like I do and I don't have like your you know following or or anything like that so how do you kind of just balance being present in moments because you are seeing such incredible places and these are moments that you'll carry on forever yeah um and be able to tell others about but also you know still know that you have that job to do at the same time that's a great question um I think as an artist as a photographer videographer it's truly being in the moment to capture it so I Mm -hmm. really have taken the time to like enjoy that aspect of it where I really feel like when I have my camera out and I see something so incredible like that's art to me and so I feel very present in that moment Mm -hmm. um but aside from that because you are always trying to capture everything you're doing because I swear when I go to another country I'm like everything's so amazing like everything everywhere I look it's so beautiful it's so crazy like and you do want to capture it and it is hard to set your phone down or set your camera down sometimes, but I will, especially when I'm in like the mountains or I'm somewhere like epic landscape, I make it a point to eventually like set my stuff down and like breathe, like just like soak in the moment, like meditate in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, (laughs) I would say that's the only way I can really stay present is just like mindfully stopping to breathe. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have days where you're like completely off social media or no content days? Do you kind of plan that out? I mean, you're not type A. That sounds very like yeah. structured, but in a sense, like breathing days of just like, I'm not doing anything for work. I'm just unplugging. Yeah, I think it kind of comes with how I'm feeling. So if I really feel inclined to do that in a moment, I'll do it or maybe just take one day off. Um, but I feel like as a content creator, you know, like if you take one day off, you're kind of like behind yeah. and that's like a bad feeling to feel Mm -hmm. um but there are times when I'm on like maybe a wellness retreat or I was just up in Savannah up in northern Arizona not northern Arizona like northern Scottsdale basically uh carefree and it was a a total wellness retreat like resort and I made sure to even though I'm working with them I made sure to like capture my content that I needed to and put my phone away for the rest and not like not be in contact with people and not being on my phone or mm-hmm. even scrolling Instagram, like nothing. And so there are certain situations when you know that you just want to in, like soak in everything you're doing and then 
you can just post later on. Yeah. Like, it's not a big deal. Post later. No one yeah. will know. Yeah. No one will know. <laughs> They're going to know. They know. <laughs> right. For, okay, so I love that shift because I was going to ask you, I mean, you've been all over the world. You're obviously a native here in Arizona in the Valley. So what are some of your favorite things about Arizona, places to visit? You know, you do such a great job of putting that on your Instagram and like where people can you know, the little nooks and crannies of the Valley, which yeah. I love because I'm born and raised here too, but I still, there's so much to see and do. So what are some of your favorite things? I feel like I'm such an advocate for Arizona. <laughs> you always, really are. Like, <laughs> you and your Sri Lanka and Yeah, <laughs> I just love it here. Like yeah. I could be biased, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that feels this no. way. <laughs> I love Arizona so much. I've always have. Um, and I think many reasons, like one being the abundance of sunshine, like it you take for granted when you go somewhere and it's just so cloudy and dark like all the time I just can't live that way so yeah, I, yeah, yeah like no. you know and so <laughs> sorry I, yeah is that where you're from <laughs> no I'm just saying any viewers <laughs> from watching this from Seattle <laughs> anywhere where it's dark and gloomy I mean we, I like it there because there's fun <clears throat> things to do but no it'd be very hard to live yeah in that it era. would and so I, I never take the sunshine for granted I love the sunshine but more so one of my favorite things about Arizona just has to be the endless outdoor things there are to do, the endless waterfalls, the trails, so many beautiful things. We have such a diverse like landscape in Arizona and I just love it. I just eat it up. Is there anything <laughs> you haven't done here that's like oh, it's still on your bucket list? And there easy? actually is, but I'm knocking it off this weekend. L- so look really at that. Yeah. What are you doing? Tell us. So I'm working with a local company, Tommy Camper Vans. It's like the renovated camper, yeah. like camper, like, glamping whatever van life if you will and so I am taking it up to I mean all over northern but I'm gonna go to Monument Valley which is the border of like Utah and Arizona I'm gonna do Emerald Cave which I'm really excited for if anyone knows about it it's this like beautiful like kayaking spot with like green water and then I'm gonna try to find some hot springs and things in between that I have. Ex- I'm excited for. So, oh my god, yeah, doing it solo. I am doing it solo. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm gonna hop in that van. Yeah, we'll got room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole van. That's yeah. so cool. I can't wait to see your your photos and your content from that. And that's what I was gonna say. Like you traveling and being able to be, you know, all over the world. Um, does it make you appreciate home a little bit more when you get? different perspectives and stuff like that you know when I first started traveling I would always feel a void when I came back like I just wanted to like still be out in another country or yeah there was something that was like missing when I would come home and I think that's something that Americans take for granted just like being in the U.S. like you see these other cultures and you see this different way of life and how grateful these people are with so little and you come back here and you're like what am I doing with you know, all these amazing opportunities that we have in front of us. Mm -hmm. And so I would always feel that way, you know, 10 years ago, but now I've grown to love where I live, love where I'm from and really appreciate being free and appreciate being American and still getting to dive into these other cultures. But when I come back home, I'm still so grateful of the opportunities that we have that I feel like a lot of us just don't see Mm -hmm. that we're like, so, you know, blessed to be where we're from. So I do always miss home, um, but I don't miss it in the moment. But the the ride back, as soon as you're on that last flight back, you're like, just get me home. Oh, I know. And that's the best feeling to know that you're going to walk into like your home, your bedroom. You're going to sleep in your own bed tonight and just be in your routine of life. 
Mm-hmm. At what point for you did you experience that shift where your passion of just traveling then turned into now a big business for you, now what you do day to day? I know you said you do real estate on the side as well. So just kind of being able to, you know, the freedom in that is just create your day to day and being able to get paid for what you're passionate about. Yeah, um, I think that shifted. So I would say I officially deemed myself a travel blogger (laughs) Um, about seven years ago, six, seven years ago now. And that's when I really just became so passionate about what I do. And it wasn't like I was just, you know, traveling for fun and to find myself. It was like, now I have a purpose. Like, I feel like I want to inspire people to do the same and find themselves through travel like I did because it really helped me grow as a human. And I just would never... I could never imagine my life being like this, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. What did that look like then, 10 years ago? 10 years ago? What what were you doing? Did you have to quit a job? Was it like this huge, like, eat, pray, love moment? (laughs) Okay, so I went to ASU, Uh uh, and then on my junior year, I finished finals and dropped out after finals. What? Yeah, so I literally finished my junior year, and then it was, like, summer of senior year, and I just decided it wasn't for me. Like, I don't, you know, 21 years old. What <laughs> do you so know? No degree. You didn't get your degree? Or you, well, you about that. Okay. Um. So I dropped out and then started traveling, and like I said, I feel like that's been the best education for me in general of yeah. life. It's like I've learned so much traveling that I don't think school could ever teach if they wanted to. Gosh, and so um, I went back two years ago just to finish. Um, and so I'm a graduate of ASU yeah, now. Show us your... <laughs> you go. So I'm a graduate. And um, that's that was life. Yeah, it was yeah. just wild. Like pick up and go every weekend. I had no nothing holding me back. I had no reason to not pick up and go at 21 years old, you know? Wow. What and did so, your parents think? They, you know, it's it's interesting, but I feel like I've always been a free bird, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> yeah. And they've let me be that. Um, and awesome. they've just supported me. So it's never been a question of what are you doing? What are you going to do with your life? What, yeah. This, that. It was always just like, be safe. Like, be happy. Call us. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'll put a tracker on you if you No, talk. I know. Thank God they never tracked me when oh I was younger. Oh, my gosh. Because, Lord. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how did you, okay, my mind is going, like, everywhere with this, but you dropped out. You're 21. Yeah. You're just traveling left and right. How did you fund that? Like, how, I mean, when I was 21. <laughs> yeah. Think, yeah, I know. Like, I literally... <laughs> Could not have done that. So that's when I got my real estate license. So 10 years ago, I got my real estate license. Yeah. So my mom, uh, I kind of grew up in the real estate industry, if you will. My mom used to buy and flip houses when we were younger and we were the ones like demoing things as kids or moving rock and stuff like child labor. (laughs) And um, so I was always around the industry. So it was a very comfortable thing for me to like pivot into. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the market back then was so dramatically different that commission was not the same as it is now which is crazy to even see these days but um I as 21 years old would sell a house and then book a trip so yeah with whatever money I made off a commission that would be just fun my next trip and so I would just continue to do that until I like yeah turned it into working with brands my mind is blown here okay so with real estate as I know and I know like bare minimum, like it's a lot of networking. It's a lot of building up that clientele. 
a lot of day-to-day work goes into that. So how would you upkeep that while still dabbling into at that time, you know, blogging, vlogging, whatever you call it. Um, And then now how do you manage it? So if a lot of your energy is obviously into traveling. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like you said earlier, it was a good point. I feel like real estate is my side hustle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's just something so good to keep in your back pocket, especially being from Arizona. Like you have all the connections, all your friends grown up, like I've grown up here as well. So um, it started with my immediate circle when we were 21, 22, they were buying houses, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. And so they were buying their first houses. So I worked with a lot of first time home buyers. Um, and then now as like the time has grown, like grown, it's, they've grown into families and bought their second house or Mm -hmm. like selling and moving. And so, um, social media was my first dive into like marketing myself for real estate. It was just all Facebook back then. So I would just consistently, yeah, super vintage, old school. (laughs) I would just post, you know, the programs that were available to first time home buyers and things like that. And I just built my network in that way, just saying I was a realtor. Um, And then once I was started to monetize off of traveling and uh, being myself a travel blogger, I definitely took a step back Mm -hmm. from real estate because it's, I, I love it. It's easy, but it wasn't like my passion. It wasn't like, it didn't make like light my, like no heart on fire. So, um, two years before COVID, I was like, I'm going full time, like two feet in. I'm not doing real estate anymore. It was the first time I said I wasn't going to do it anymore and go two years in, um, go into travel blogging full time. Mm -hmm. And then COVID happened. So I did it for about two years. COVID happened, the world shut down and it was just so easy to just pivot back into real estate. Not to mention it was the most booming time in Arizona with real estate. So it was an easy pivot back in. And again, it's something I'll always keep and still do on the side. Um, But yeah, travel is where it's at for me. That's where my heart lies. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So before we wrap up, I need to know, like, what does I know? And I'm sure it's probably different every day, but a typical day for you look like when you're not traveling, when you're here, still managing, you know, your business, your brand. Yeah. So I really, really prioritize self-care and like fitness. So it starts with nutrition for me. And then I am in the gym. If you guys follow me or know me, I'm in the gym like seven days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, And not just gym, but hot yoga, playing pickleball is like my new favorite sport right now. Everyone, I gotta get get on that. I really prioritize doing all that stuff in the morning. So, cause it really just sets my day out and just gets my head right and my energy levels right. Mm So I always like to start with um, a workout early in the morning and then I come back and typically go through emails, do responding and then kind of content plan. So Mondays are when I like plan out my whole week of when I'm going to shoot. And sometimes it's just a whole day of shooting. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, being in the content space, everything looks different another day or another week. So, you know, there's always random pop-ups or this event just popped up or this event scheduled out. So it's kind of just entrepreneur life of just having like a flexible schedule. Um, but yeah, so I'll do emails and content creating in the morning and then pickleball kind of in the afternoon right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, yeah, pretty much around five o'clock is when I'll like start wrapping up whatever I do. And then I get to relax and make dinner and meal prep and all that stuff. I love that. Creating your every day. All right. So where are you going next? Guests to know. So other than Northern Arizona. Yes. On Friday. Can't wait to see the glamping. Um, As far as out of the country, I'm so excited, but I'm taking like two months off to go backpacking 
And I think I'm going to do the entire Eastern Bloc of Europe because it's all I have left in Europe. And um, so, what, I mean, where, what does that consist of so for all of us not knowing the map as well? <laughs> yeah, there's about like 10 countries that I'm planning on hitting. Okay. I'm going to start up probably again in Estonia because I was just there in the winter, but it was so cold. So I want to see it in the summer, go from Estonia down through like Poland or Poland down to like all the way down to like Slovenia and Serbia and Bosnia and all these places okay. in between. Um, and then I'm really excited because my bucket, my number one bucket list right now is doing a safari and I'm going to be in Africa over the summer. Yeah. What part? I'm going to be in Nairobi and then hopefully uh, Rwanda and Uganda. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. Really excited for that. So hopefully I'll do some volunteer work and wow. yeah. Okay, so last question. As things continue to shift in social media, you're hearing, okay, TikTok's going away, okay, Instagram is dying out, like all these things, right? And as a person that obviously your business is on the platforms, right? And that's how you make the living and all of that. How are you shifting and preparing for like the times or, you know, is it just reading up more on like where to, you know, move your business to or kind of just how to move with it, I guess is more my question because who knows right. right? what it looks like. And as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to really pivot in those areas. But um, what do you see this looking like for you if you look even like five years ahead of now? Yeah. Um, you never know what's going to happen with these apps. And I think I got a little wake up call when my Instagram was shut down for 30 days, a couple months ago, maybe, maybe like six months ago. It just, I don't know if it was fraud or what happened. See? Nope. And it was really like a wake up call. <laughs> no, like, no, no. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to get it back. And I was like, well, what am I going to do moving forward? You know? And so when I did get it back, it was, it really was a wake up call in the fact that you need to have a platform that you own mm -hmm. and you can't rely on Instagram or TikTok to be, to how to, to reach people and to like be in contact with brands and stuff. So my like main advice would be to have a mailing list and have a website where people can be in contact with you. They know where to find you in case you just disappear off social media one day. Because you never crazy? know. Like that's yeah. what we have to think. It, it is. But you just want, always want to be prepared, prepared for the worst. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're so excited to continue following. Give us your IG for people who want to follow all of your adventures. <laughs> it's at Miss underscore Rizzo. Rizzo. Have on, you always gone by Rizzo? By yeah, since like second grade. I love it. We yeah. were like, wait, what's her first name? I know. No <laughs> one ever was like, wait, what? When they say my first name, I don't even like You're, turn my head. <laughs> Brittany, right? Yeah. <laughs> Brittany Rizzo. But that's not even. It's last... Brittany Rizzuto. There we go. Brittany Rizzuto. We yeah. just found out her name. Yeah, Guest of our you, podcast. Everybody knows. <laughs> Thanks for being. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, yeah. Brittany. <laughs> Forks up. We'll see you next week. Bye.